coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bacchino, and today we have Daniel Mateo joining us in the studio. Welcome, Daniel. Oh, hi, Carmi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Going okay. Yep, going good. That's good. Um, today we'll be continuing your series, Facets of Faith, but before we get into it, um, do you mind telling us what you've been up to lately? Well, as you know, we've had recorded programs for the last couple of weeks because I've been away. Um, yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago we, we, I ran a couple of camps. We had a young adult camp and then uh, what we call tween camp, which is a camp for 10 to 16-year-olds. And it, I tell you, they were absolutely beautiful. I had the best time, <laughs> you know, really, really amazing activities and uh, spending time with the kids, when, particularly when we had our tween camp. Um, the kids were absolutely beautiful. We had about 50 kids. There was no behavioral problems. Everybody was great. Everybody um, participated and got involved. And as a result, it was just so fun. You know, we really had the most wonderful time. So, yeah, that was great. And then, yeah, got went to a children's ministry conference in Melbourne, Melbourne last week. So, yeah, back in town now. Oh, that's awesome. Welcome back. It's good to have you. And I'm sure that would have been a fun time over at Tween Camp. I myself was a previous Tween Camper, so um, it's always a fun time to hang out with everybody. And yeah, that's that's so good. Um, so last week on our series, The Facets of Face, we had a faith. We had a recording um, for the knock. Mm. Um, do you want to give us a quick recap of what that was about? Yeah, look, we're really just talking about the signs that Jesus is coming soon. You know, we can look around the world and we can look into the scripture and we can see that there's a whole bunch of stuff that Jesus predicted would happen in the world just before he comes back. And we can sort of look and see that, that Jesus coming is very, very soon. And it's almost like he's knocking on the door of history and, and on our hearts as well. So that's what we talked about last week. Mm. Ah, awesome. Yep. And I think I was there for that one as well. It was very, very interesting discussion. And if you would like to listen to that past episode or any of our past episodes on Tassie Encounters, you can find them on the Faith FM Australia app. You can download from the Play or or Apple Apple, um, Play Store, or you can see it at the website at faithfm.com.au. So today, this week, our topic is titled The Walk. Do you mind giving us a quick overview of what that's going to be about? Yeah, today we're just talking about what we call the experience of salvation, or really just uh, abiding in Christ, how it is that we, we come to the Lord, how it is that we become saved, go to heaven, you know, be uh, entitled to a place in heaven, and uh, and just how we have a relationship with God, how we uh, receive transformation of life, and just... The idea of a walk or a spiritual walk or a spiritual journey uh, is something that's common throughout lots of different religions, and it's no different in Christianity. In fact, uh, the first Christians uh, weren't called Christians. They were called adherents of the way. You know, oh. and The idea is that they're actually walking along a particular way or, or journey. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, the way. <coughs> that sounds very interesting and very dramatic. <laughs> um, I really like that. Yeah, it's in the book of Acts. Yeah. Oh, there you oh. go. Um, well, before we get started, how about we have a prayer? Yeah, can you pray for us, yep, please? absolutely. Oh. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you for this day and um, for this time together that we can have on um, Tassie Encounters. Father, I pray that as we get into our discussion that you will um, be with us and be with Daniel. Pray a special blessing on him as he brings us a message. And also to anyone listening, Lord, I pray a special blessing on them as well. And may they be blessed by this um, message today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, <clears throat> I remember when I was a young fella, uh, my... 
My best friend in the whole world was actually my cousin Josh. Now, I don't know if he's listening or not, probably not, but uh, he lives in South Queensland. And uh, so, yeah, um, if you're out there, Josh, how you going? But, <laughs> Hi, uh, Josh. He, he was really my best mate as a kid. He was about two or three years younger than me. Oh, he is still. And uh, I only used to see him in school holidays. Both of us used to go and stay with our grandparents in uh, Beechmere, which is also in South Queensland there. And we used to look forward to it, or at least I did. I used to look forward to it all the way through the school term when I could go and stay with my grandparents and see my cousin. And we used to sit down, we'd play video games together, we'd go down to the beach and build uh, cubby houses. But the the thing that I enjoyed the most about hanging out with my cousin is we just used to go on these long walks mm. where we'd just walk around exploring the bush, we'd walk up and down the streets. Um, sometimes we'd disappear. We'd go first thing in the morning, we wouldn't come back till after dark that night. We'd just disappear for the whole day. Sometimes we got in trouble because my grandparents uh, didn't know where we were. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just walking around the streets. You can't do that anymore. No. You, could, you could do that in the 90s. You can't, <laughs> you can't do that anymore. Someone no. will take you. But uh, anyway, that's what we used to do. And, and it was just wonderful. We talk about all sorts of things, you know, you name it, you know, girls, fighting, um, games, friends, God, like just everything you can possibly imagine. And uh, and th- when I look back, you know, sometimes we'd find a good tree to climb and we'd go up and sit up in the top of this tree and, and talk. And and still today, uh, when I see my cousin, now it's very, very rare, actually. We probably see each other about once or twice a year, honestly. Uh, but when we see each other, the first thing we do is we kind of ditch our families and we go for a walk. <laughs> because that's yeah. just, and we talk, you know, and yeah. it's just like when we're eight, you know, it's just really, really beautiful. So this idea of a journey with someone, you know, I, I don't know if you've got any friends that you go for a walk with or if you've got a similar experience, but for me, that's the that's the way it's been to really know somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely um, understand <clears throat> that because I, um, I have a very close family and I was raised with my cousins. So they were, they're like my siblings to me. Um, and so, um, you know, we would, we would do everything together when we were younger. And, um, like you said, stay at our grandparents' house. I, we used to do that in our school holidays as well. So, um, that was very much, um, part of my upbringing. And I, I don't see them as often as I used to. They've all journeyed around the globe. Some of them are coming back to Tasmania, which is great. We get to hang out again. And, um, yeah, it's so lovely because, um, I haven't, because we all went to different universities. Um, it's been a long time since I've had that chance to really spend time with them again. But yeah, like you said, when we do get together, it's like nothing's changed. We're still, you know, the naughty little kids we were, um, getting up to mischief and, um, yeah, just, um, having a lot of fun, creating games, doing all that stuff before phones were around, really. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. And yeah. I, I do kind of, I feel a bit bad for the kids these days yeah. because, uh, the technology, even though we played video games when I was a kid, you yeah. know, it wasn't, I don't know, it was sort of you played, then you died, and then you got up and you did something <laughs> else for a while. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I don't know, like, it's like they're missing out on something there. Like, I see kids walking around together and they're, they're on their phones. They're not talking together. But the yeah. idea of, like, building relationship through walking, you know, yeah. this idea of walking along together is very prominent in the Scripture. And, and God longs over and over again throughout the Scripture to walk with us. Yes. You know, and uh, so one of the things that he did with the children of Israel in the wilderness, you know, is, is that they walked around in the desert for 40 years and he was right there with them, walking with them. And uh, over and over again, we're invited to walk with God, you know, uh, 
Enoch walked with God and was not for God talking. We find out about Enoch, and there's all sorts of characters that are similar, this idea of walking with God. We actually serve a God that desires to be in relationship with us in a very intimate way, just like when we walk along with our family members or with our friends, Mm. and we develop that relationship each day, talking, spending time together. And Enoch's a really interesting uh, example of this because we're talking about salvation today, and Enoch walked right into heaven. You know, he he was walking with God every single day, and one day... You know, God just said to him, look, we're, we're, we're so close. You know, you might as well just come home, <laughs> yeah, you know. And, why and not? Enoch uh, was, we believe, assumed um, in, mm. into heaven without um, passing through death. So that's uh, that's an amazing example of this. And it really is the way that it is. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And, um, yeah, having a walk with God, you know, everyone has their journey. Mm. And, um, yeah, some might have a really good experience, some might have not so good and going through it again. And, you know, I'm sure we have a lot of people who um, might have something to share about that. But today we do have a listener question, which is, um, what do you enjoy the most about your relationship with your best friend? Text us in your answer on 488 We'd love to hear from you. Um Yeah, and is there anything else that you wanted to share before we go on forward? Mm, Well, look, why don't don't we just get straight into the Scripture? We'll just read read one Bible verse, if that's okay, because we want want to know how it is that we can start this walk with God, you know, this intimate relationship, this intimate fellowship with God. And and that takes us right back to what we call the little gospel, the the most well-known verse in the whole Scripture, which is John 3.16. You wouldn't mind reading it to me. Oh, absolutely. So I'm reading from the New International Version. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Mm, Beautiful. So what, what we find out here is that actually this relationship, this walking with God, is not our initiative. It is actually as a result of God's initiative. That, that God did what was necessary in order to enter into a relationship with us. And it was interesting you said before about some people have their ups and downs. That's so true. Yeah. Throughout the scripture, though, that the idea is that God doesn't want to – it's not like we never ever go through any downs. It's yeah. that God wants to be with us through the ups Absolutely. and the downs. Yeah. And in Psalm 23, it says, Lo, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, not because I get a bridge over the valley of the shadow of death, no, mm. because you are with me. Your yeah. rod and your staff, they comfort me. So God wants to be with us. And right here in John 3.16, we find out that the reason why we can enter into a relationship with God is because Jesus has come into the world and died for us so that we can put our faith and trust in him. It's because of his work and his action that we can begin this relationship together. Absolutely. And, you know, you hear stories about people who go through um, devastating situations um, and some of them share that, like, you know, some people ask, you know, where is God? You know, when you have a faith and you're going through um, such trying times, um, you know, sometimes you can't go through those times and survive it without God. So a lot of them share, you know, if I didn't have him, how would I get through it? Absolutely. So, Do you mind if I yeah. share one, just one little story before we oh, go to a break? Absolutely. I uh, was in a hospital once and I was just spending time with a family. Have you, have you ever been with a family through a time when you just feel like, Everything's going wrong at once. Yes. You know, like they just get hit with one tragedy after another Absolutely. and you just wonder when I, when on earth are they ever going to get a break? So this family was just having a really rough time. Somebody died, somebody mm. got cancer, <sighs> you know, the car blew up, you know, the pet died. And it was just one thing after another, you know, and I, I'm in the hospital with this, these people and, and we're having special prayer for the, the loved one that's, um, that's, uh, that's sort of, uh, in treatment. 
And I was just thinking in my heart, as these guys were praying, my heart was broken. And I was just going, Lord, why can't you just show these people that you care? Why can't you mm. just show up to, to let them know that you, you are here for them? And I got an answer from God so strikingly in my heart. It was just very, very um, clear that God was speaking to me. And he says, mm. I have. I sent them you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, What the, a calling. Oh, yeah. man. Um, absolutely. So um, just a reminder before we go to a break, our question today is what do you enjoy the most about your relationship with your best friend? Text us in on 0488-880-891. This is Saving Grace by Josh Cunningham. Can I be forgiven? Guess I owe you some kind of apology. I've escaped that so many times. I know I'm only living by the saving grace that's over me. By this time, I'd have thought I would be sleeping In a pine box for all eternity Well, my faith keeps me alive But I'll still be weeping But for the saving grace that's over me The death of life Then comes the resurrection Wherever I am welcome Is where I'll be I put all my confidence in Him My soul protection Is the saving grace That's over me Shining light, it can be most blinding. But to search for love, it ain't no more than vanity. And as I look around this world, all that I'm finding is the saving grace that's over me. Just can't fake it There's only one road And it leads 
leads to Calvary It gets discouraging at times But I know I'll make it By the saving grace that's over me You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we are talking with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the walk, specifically the walk we have um, with Jesus throughout our life, which is great. Um, before we went to a break, we had a listener question. What do you enjoy the most about your relationship with your best friend? Text us in on 0488880891. We would love to hear with, um, we would love to hear from you. So, Daniel, before the break, we were talking about um, having a relationship with God and how he wants to have a relationship with us. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, sure, definitely. Well, I, uh, I briefly talked about the, the fact that when we're in a relationship with somebody, when we've got a close relationship with someone, it's nice to go for a walk with them and we can develop that through talking mm. and the fact that God wants to do that. And we, we read John 3.16, which basically yeah. says that God is the one that has shown the initiative in this relationship, that he's done everything that needs to be to be done in order to open up the, the channels of communication with us and to invite us into his kingdom, actually into his family, mm. the very family of God. And that is that he he did that by dying on the cross for us. Mm. And so when we get into uh, Ephesians chapter 2, Paul writes to the Ephesian church and he lets them know exactly, in a very, very succinct way, exactly how it is that we get this salvation. Mm. And he lays it out in just a few verses in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. Yeah. Now, the Ephesian church was going through some difficult stuff at the time. You know, you can read about some of their challenges in the book of Acts. One of the challenges in particular was that they had church members that were involved in things like magical arts and spirit worship. Mm. And one of the things that the Ephesians had to do when, you know, they were come brought face to face with the gospel is they had to round up all of their old magic books and all the things that that led them into that and uh, and burn them all. But they were a center. The book, the, the the city of Ephesus was a center of spirit worship and the occult in the in in the ancient world. Mm, wow. Yeah. In actual fact, here's something that uh, I hadn't planned to talk about, but you might be interested <laughs> in it. Oh yeah. There was a there was a famous magic spell called the Ephesia Grammata or the Ephesian words that wow. uh, people used to travel to Ephesus to, to purchase if they wanted to succeed in, in different aspects of their life. And there's actually a um, there's a story in the ancient literature of a guy that was a wrestler competing in the Olympics, and he was a tiny little guy. You know that they used to compete naked. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and uh, this is ancient Greek <laughs> Olympics. Yeah, so he was a tiny little guy, but he was beating all of his opponents. Oh. And they uh, they wanted to know, oh, how is this guy, you know, able to do it? And so they they made a little search of his body, and they found out that he had the aphasia grammata tied to his ankle. Oh. And they so they took it away from him, and then he lost the next bout. Oh. So yeah, people. So this idea of Ephesus was a place where the Christians really were were not seen as being popular. They were under attack from from all sorts of forces. Okay. Wow, there yeah. You go. That's intense. <laughs> so uh, so God actually through Paul 
gives them this really simple pathway to salvation right here. And would you like to read verse 8 of Ephesians 2 for me, please? Absolutely. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Isn't that beautiful? It is. Mm. I think I've heard this verse. It's one of the famous ones that people quote quite often, and it's very humbling because it proves to us that we can't really work our way to heaven. It's through belief and through faith. Hey? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it says it's the gift. Well, well, mm. well, grace, we know, I mean, grace is unmerited favor. So that a grace, grace is a gift given that's not deserved. Yes. Um, it's different to wages. You know, uh, elsewhere Paul says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. There's, um, he contrasts gift and wages. A gi- gift is something that I give just because I love, but uh, wages is something I work for. Now, what yes. we've worked for is death. Uh, that's what uh, John 3.16 says. Mm. You know, it says that we have worked and what we've earned is perishing by the mistakes that we've made. But in actual fact, by grace, God's unmerited favor, he has saved us through faith. Yes. Now, look at this. It says, this is not from yourselves. Yes. What is not from yourselves? Is it the faith or the grace? In actual fact, mm. it's the faith. Okay. The reason why we can put faith in God is because he has placed in our heart a little measure of faith. Okay. And, uh, you know, um, faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit in First Corinthians. What else? Um, Hebrews, Hebrews says he has given to all men a measure of faith. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, so the idea is God has given humanity faith. We are creatures of faith, actually. And uh, what we do with that is up to us. That's yeah. where our decision comes in. Okay. You know, so like we can choose to trust ourselves or we can choose to trust in the universe or we can choose to trust in our parents or our boss or our job or our car. We have to trust something. Yes. Some people say, well, you know, you're a person of faith. I'm a person of science. No, no, no. no. Everybody's (laughs) a person of faith. You need to believe uh, in something. Uh, Let's say just to go out and uh, get in the car and go to work in the morning, you need to believe that, you know, the person that's driving towards you on the other side of the road isn't high on something or other, otherwise yeah, you'd be too scared to uh, to go. You, you need to believe that the food that you're eating hasn't been infected by, with some sort of pathogen. Yeah. You know, we, we we live by faith. When you go to a restaurant and you, you buy food, you have to trust that they haven't done something to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get on a plane, you have to trust that all of that works. So, th- so this is faith. But what are we going to direct our faith at? And for a believer, we've made a decision to take that faith that God's put in our hearts and we're going to direct it right back at him. Yeah. Mm. And so so this is not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Mm. And can you read verse 9 for me, please? Absolutely. Um, not by works so that no one can boast. Mm. It's a mm. short one. It is. It is. Yeah. Have you ever met, met somebody that's like a bit of a boaster? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no naming names, but yes, I'm aware of people like that. They, they they tend to not be very pleasant people to be around, no, right? No, no. Mm. You kind of want to, you know, you kind of want to avoid them. Not in a, not in a mean way, but it's just, you know, there's only so much you can listen to. Well, it, it's the, the arrogance, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, sometimes people of faith can be like this. Oh, well, you know, don't you know all of these charities that I'm involved in, and I yeah. do this for the church, and I do that for other people, and I'm such a good person. And uh, Jesus told a story about a man like that once who went in the temple and he prayed to God and he said, 
Oh, I thank God that I'm not like that tax collector over yeah, there. Remember the story? I do, oh, yeah. Because I do this and I do that and I'm so good. Look and, how good I am. And he walked away and the tax collector in the corner, he wouldn't. Uh, Jesus told the story and said he wouldn't even lift his eyes up toward heaven, but yeah. he beat his breast and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said it was that man, not the other, that went away justified. Yeah. You know, God admires humility. So, um so it says, by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not by work. So there's nothing yes. that we can do in order to earn this. Mm. And that is, at the same time, very uncomfortable and very wonderful. Mm. Because in one sense, it's scary for me. Oh, what, what, what do you mean? Like, I've got no control whatsoever about whether or not, whether or not I get to heaven. You know, I can't, I can't do all these good things in order to earn it. I can't get myself closer in whatever way. No, you can't. Mm. There's nothing you can do to make, you, make God love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. God simply loves you, and he offers this to you as a free gift. And all you need to do is accept it. So that's uncomfortable. But it's also wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, um, when you mentioned before about, you know, being a person of science, I personally am a person of science. That's my qualifications, my background. But honestly, you can't, um, when it comes to doing experiments, the amount of faith in what you're doing is unbelievable because you, you're hoping everything you did was right. Hoping. Mm. But, you know, errors happen all the time. So um, a lot of what you said there really resonated with me because I'm like, yeah, absolutely, you definitely have that. And the only way to get further in the science world is to really put in a lot of work. Mm. So um, it's very nice to know that um, when it comes to God, we don't have to do that. It's, um, it's so freeing and it's so, so beautiful. Yeah, so we put our we put our faith in him and he saves us. Mm. You know, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes that's Believe. that's yeah. And and I'm not just talking about a belief or a faith in the sense that I believe God's real. And some people think, well, I believe God's real, you know, but he he doesn't really have anything to do with me. Mm. That's not what we're talking about here. You know, it's possible to believe in God and, and to not allow him to have anything to do with our actual life. Yeah. I'm talking about putting our faith in him in the sense that we're not just believing in him, but we're believing on him. Mm. We're going to trust our lives into his hands and trust him to, to take the wheel. Mm, mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so uh, so that is that is the the way that it is that we're going to put our faith in Jesus, and it's not we're not going to try and earn our salvation. We can't boast about what we've done or how good we are because God um, has is the one that's done everything that's needed uh, through Jesus' death on the cross in order to earn us uh, what's needed for to offer us this gift. The way that uh, that we unwrap that gift or the way that we accept it in, into ourselves is by faith. And we'll find out what happens next after the break. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, before we go to the break, I just want to let you know that we have a free book offer on today. Um, the book is Steps to Christ. Um, I believe this is a very popular one, um, and it's um, plenty on offer for today. Also, to remind you, we have a listener question. What do you enjoy the most about your relationship with your best friend? Text us in on 488 this is O for a Closer Walk with God by Keith and Christian Getty. Shine upon the road 
leading to the land. Where is that blessedness I knew when first I saw the Lord? Where is that soul refreshing view of Jesus and His Word? program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM with Daniel Mateo on his series Facets of Faith. And Daniel has been talking about the topic of the walk. Now, Daniel, before the break, we were looking at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10, and the gift of grace that comes from God, and that we can't boast about this 
great grace because it was given. Um, so we can't earn it as well. Um, and we're about to keep going on to verse 10. Did you want me to read that for you? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you kindly, Awesome. Carmen. So I'm reading again from the New International Version. Um, Verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ah, Yeah, wonderful. So the first couple of verses that we read have to do with the fact that God saves us completely by his grace. We put our faith in him. There's nothing we can do to earn that. And yet we find in verse 10 that when that happens to us, when we uh, come into a love relationship with him, when we accept his, uh, his death for our sin uh, that, uh, that he gave to us, that gift that he gave to us at the cross, we find that our lives are transformed. Mm. That when we put our lives in his hands, that he doesn't just leave them the way that, uh, that, he, that he found them, that he starts to do a work of transformation. And I love that word handiwork. In the yeah. old King James, it uses the word workmanship. And uh, it calls up the image of a potter sitting at his wheel. Now, have you had any experience with pottery before? Um, not personally, no. Um, I well, think it looks like fun. <laughs> absolutely. Well, neither have I. But I have. Yeah. I, I was watch, watching a potter once uh, at a Sunday market that I was attending, and uh, yeah, they had their wheel there, and they would take this ugly lump of clay, mm. you know, and they would throw it on that wheel, and they would put a bit of water in their hands, and then start to spin it. And start to do these beautiful movements with their hands. And Mm. out of this ugly, revolting lump of clay would come this beautiful uh, implement, this beautiful uh, pot or vase or whatever. And uh, under the hands of the master uh, doing his uh, transformative work, uh, this thing that was broken, this thing that was uh, was not attractive became beautiful. And that really is uh, the idea that, that this is what God wants to do with us as we walk with him in a love relationship, as we uh, experience his grace each day that we get up and, uh, and put our hearts in his hands, uh, that, uh, that he's going to start doing a change. And, you know, it's really impossible to, to fight against this because as you behold the beauty of Jesus, as you spend time with him each day praying and reading his word, it's just normal that you're going to start to become like him. I told you at the, at the top of the show that uh, that uh, that I used to walk with my cousin and, and we used to talk together and that was the basis of our relationship. Yeah. Well, what I've found over the years is that we kind of took on similar speech patterns and thought <laughs> patterns and we became like one another more and more as we as we walked together and and still today there's there's a bunch of things that I do and that he does that, that are very similar because we spent that time together and that's the same when we spend time with Jesus each day we're going to find that he's going to change our lives and so it, we don't do good works in order to be saved but it's just it's completely um impossible for us to spend time with God and not to start to reflect his glory in our lifestyle yeah there's like a saying isn't it um what what I think and what I what I see and you know what you expose yourself to is what you become so I guess the more we we are involved with God or in, in relationship with him, yeah, the more we can become like him. Well, I mean, Paul puts it this way. He says, by beholding, we become changed. But, mm. but um, I mean, you could think about it from the other direction as well. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you could think about it from the other direction as well, is that we, if we spend a lot of time uh, beholding and looking at and thinking about things that have to do with evil or or, or bad influences that, that you know that those things might influence us as well. Mm. So we have to be careful about uh, about our associations and and so forth sometimes. But anyhow, this is what God wants to do, and it yeah. and it does remind me. You know, my favorite piece of art is a sculpture. 
um, by Michelangelo called the Pieta. Have you ever seen it before? I don't think so. No, not not yet. Mm-hmm. One day. <laughs> oh well, you know we can Google it after okay, this. Okay, I'll and, Google it. <laughs> and if you if you're listening and you you've never seen the Pieta before, I invite you to do a Google image search. So basically, it's a statue made out of marble. And it is uh, Michelangelo ca- carved it. Now, this moment isn't mentioned in the scripture, but I, I guess in, in the artist's imagination, he knew that at the at the foot of the cross, Jesus' mother was there watching as Jesus died. And uh, as they took uh, Jesus' body down from the cross, Michelangelo has captured a moment that may or may not have happened. We don't know. Mm. But a moment when somebody laid the dead body of Jesus across the lap of his mother. Oh, wow. And so his mother is there weeping. Uh, over um, over her d- dead son. Wow. Now, this was carved out of solid rock. And when you look at the, the intricacy of the fabric, when you look at even every hair of Jesus' beard uh, and recognize that this was... This was carved hundreds of years ago using using hammer and chisel. Yeah. And it just looks so real. Yeah. And so beautiful. And, uh, and I just imagine the artist must have looked at that lump of marble and being able to see it not for what it was, but for what it could be. Yeah, wow. And sometimes when we look at in the mirror, we see ourselves for what we are, and we don't have a very high opinion of ourselves. But when we recognize that we are God's workmanship, that the the master artist wants to do a work of transformation on us, that he looks inside and he sees what the beauty that could be when we begin to reflect Jesus' image, then we can begin to love ourselves the way that uh, that God wants us to, the way we can see ourselves. Okay, all right, I'm not perfect, but God is changing me, you Mm, know, and so I can love myself, you know. Yeah. Mm. Got a few more bits of scripture to read. Yeah, we do indeed. Yeah, yeah. John yeah. chapter fourteen. Yeah, would you like to read verse sixteen and seven? Oh, f- sorry, verse fifteen for us, please. Fifteen, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you love me, keep my commands. Uh, there we go. And <laughs> so this has to do with our transformation of lifestyle. When we walk with Jesus, uh, we find that uh, if we love Him and as we have a relationship with Him, that He is going to uh, help us to keep His commandments. Yeah. You know, that there is a connection there. And would you like to read verse 16 and 17 as well? Absolutely. Verse 16 and 17. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept Him, because it n- neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him. For he lives with you and will be in you. And this really, <clears throat> this is the way that, that God has ordained for us to be transformed into the image of Jesus, to have mm. the power to keep his commandments. And that is through the agency and the unction of his Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, we talked before about how God wants to be with us. Well, he also wants to be in us. It says that uh, that the Holy Spirit uh, wants to wants to come and dwell within our lives, and so we can know Jesus Christ and His person through the agency of the Holy Spirit. And He's going to this associated very closely with love for God and with keeping His commandments. Yeah, mm. yep. And also we have verses twenty six and twenty seven. Yeah, would you like to read that first, please? Uh, just twenty six first. Yeah, let's go twenty six. Okay. Yeah. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Hmm. Well, what is it that Jesus has said to us? Where is that recorded? We find it recorded in the Scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And so part of a daily relationship with Jesus, part of a transforming walk 
uh, is engagement with the Word of God. Mm. And uh, so every morning we get up, we're going to open our hearts to God. We're going to um, ask Him into our lives, and we're going to ask Him to be with us, and we're also going to spend some time meditating on His Word. Yeah. And as He teaches us about Himself from the Bible, as the words of Jesus begin to infuse and transform our lifestyle, we are going to find that uh, that this walk becomes beautiful. Every day learning more aspects about his love. And maybe we can do the next verse after the break. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and it's so nice that we have the Spirit as a teacher mm. um, to guide us through all of this. We have a book offer today, Steps to Christ. This is the Friendship Edition. Um, so the Friendship Edition of Steps to Christ reveals Jesus as Savior to the world. Jesus is the friend of all, and his, this friendship edition validates that message visually as well as in words of this inspirational bestseller. In just 13 short chapters, you'll discover the steps to finding a forever friendship with Jesus. Beautiful scripture written by um, Ellen White. This song is The Spirit of the Living God by Audrey Assad. Spirit of the living God, Thou light and forth divine, descend upon Thy church once more and make it truly Thine. Fill it with love and joy and power with Righteousness and peace Till Christ shall dwell In human hearts And sin and sorrow cease
listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we are finishing up our program with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the walk. Now, before our break, we did I did promise you our giveaway for today. Um, the book is Steps to Christ, the Friendship Edition. And for today's offer, please text in FACET8, F-A-C-E-T and the number 8, no spaces, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, so you can claim your free coffee today. That is facet eight, no spaces, F A C E T eight, number eight. Don't write the word eight, just the number eight. And the num and the um t- the phone number for that is zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. Be sure to do that. And so, Daniel, we've been looking at the topic of the walk. We've been looking at um, John chapter 14 and the involvement of the Spirit um, in our walk as well. Absolutely. Well, when it comes to the idea of a real relationship with God, a real spiritual connection with the divine, the infinite, Mm. the creator of the heavens, heavens and the earth who has a desire to be present in my life, to walk with me Mm. and to and and that expresses love and intimacy that wants to um, have that intimacy with me. You know, it it really is a mystery that it's not easily comprehended. In actual fact, uh, it really only exists in, in uh, what we call a Judeo-Christian scripture. The, the idea of the creator God, lots of systems of belief and worship have the concept of a, of a, a creator God, but in very, very few of them, does that God care about us intimately? Yeah. You know that has it. Ha- that God may have requirements. That God might have, uh, you know, things that He wants us to do. But but very rarely in world religions uh, does that God desire to know us. Yeah. You know, and but this is the God that's revealed in Scripture, particularly uh, this God that becomes man in Christ Jesus and takes on the punishment for our sin, so that we can have relationship with Him by faith. And so. We talked about the cross. Uh, we talked about how we come into relationship with God. We talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to give us power. But there's something else too, and that, that is that it's not just about going to heaven. You know, some people think, oh, well, you know, you, Christians, they want to go to heaven. But it's also about having peace in this life. Yeah. W- would you like to read John fourteen twenty seven? Absolutely. Well? Verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Mm. Look, the profundity of this verse, we really have to meditate on for a moment because mm. there's so many people here that, that they, they in this world that sense that their lives are in absolute chaos. Yeah. Their, their mental health is all over the place. They have anxiety and they have um, all sorts of problems with uh, trying to, to navigate this world. And yet the promise of Jesus is peace. Yeah. Peace. And he says, look, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be troubled Mm. when you're in relationship with me because I care about you. I've shown evidence of that and I'm in control. So no matter what it is that you have to face in this life, I promise to be with you guiding and uh, be very present. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. It's a, it's, it's a, a very big comfort for people these days. Like when you're looking at the world right now and um, 
I'm guessing, like, you know, we say the world right now. I was um, listening to our episode last week and how, you know, we're getting used to evil because it's when we're surrounded by it so much. Um, I think the more we look towards God and the things that he has shown us, we can be more aware of that evil as well. And I think that's what we spoke about last week. So it's so nice that in a world full of all this, we can still um, draw near to that comfort and access that peace, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and look, that is the <clears throat> isn't it funny that there's so many spiritual uh, disciplines that are looking for inner peace you know yeah. they're offering inner peace everybody wants this peace Jesus says I offer it to you freely yeah. through relationship with me and and I, I kind of I don't know when you were a kid did you ever uh, be in were you ever curled up in the back seat of the car when your parents are driving late at night did you ever have that experience uh, yeah I was more squished between my siblings oh, yeah, but, yeah that's um... right. <laughs> Look, sometimes when we were traveling long distances when I was a kid, you know, I'd uh, I'd be in the back seat and I'd sort of fall asleep in the back seat of the car. Mm, yeah. And there's this sense of absolute peace and trust, knowing that your parents are in control and you're just falling asleep and knowing that they're they're, they're taking care of things and there's nothing that you need to worry about. Yeah. This is the this is the level at which God offers um, offers peace in our hearts through relationship with Him, and I, I just love this verse. It's sort of I think about. I think about Peter, for example. Yeah. You know, we, we find out about the character of Peter in, in the New Testament, and he seems to be someone that's a bit of a hothead. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a control freak and a bit of a hothead, somebody that gets <laughs> into fights easily, yeah. and, you know. And he recognizes about himself that he's a sinful man and he doesn't deserve to be in the presence of Jesus. Mm. And yet still Jesus invites him to, to be his friend, and they walk together for three and a half years. They go for a walk together. Mm. They go on this walk. At the end of three and a half years, we find an absolute transformation in Peter's life. In, in the book of Acts, he's just a totally different person to what he was earlier. Now, he was the same Peter, but some of those edges had been taken off. Mm. You know, there was a, there was a desire uh, to be in relationship with God. There was a desire to love and serve one another. In fact, in the, in the book of Acts, it becomes a problem uh, that he's spending all of his time serving people and he doesn't have enough time doing what God's primarily caused him to do uh, or called him to do so he's just totally transformed and this is the same transformation by a walk with jesus that god offers to us and if uh, any of our listeners you know feel like that is something that they really want to pursue i encourage them to to get this book offer first of all uh, because that's going to tell us exactly how we do that but second of all just to make contact with that with other believers and if you want to if you want some information as to how to do that you know we can offer that to you as well Mm. Absolutely. And just to remind you guys for that book offer, that was FACET 8, F-A-C-E-T, and the number 8, no spaces, texted in to 0488880891. Now, I have a minor confession. I've never actually read Steps to Christ. Have you not? <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's one, of the, mm. one of the most like popular um, books out there that, from Ellen G. White. Um is there anything you want to... Have you read it for starters? Have you? Is that one you read? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've read it a number of times. Yeah, it's a, What I've found it is, first of all, a really beautiful articulation of the Christian gospel. Mm. And second of all, just a really wonderful handbook as to how we have a personal relationship with him. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, that's. A, I was just going to ask mm. you to do a little promo for yeah, us, yeah. but there you go. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Um, so that um, brings us to the end of our program today. Um, for anyone who wants a copy, um, maybe get it for your friend, whoever's listening. Um, be sure to text in for that um, 0488880891, facet 8, F-A-C-E-T, and the number 8, no spaces. Um, also, just as a reminder for our question, um, if there's anyone out there who still wanted to answer it, maybe you thought you didn't have time, 
That was What Do You Enjoy the Most About Your Relationship with Your Best Friend? Um, you can text in your responses also to that number, 0488 um, Thank you, Daniel, for joining us today. Yeah, no, really looking um, forward to, to coming back and talking to you again next week. It's, it's yeah, good to absolutely. have you here, like, sort of running things. Oh, uh, uh, yes, yeah. it's been a learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you enjoyed it? I have. It's been quite fun. Mm. Um, I'm going to cut in here. Um, our listeners don't know, but I've been in the room. and uh, Jason. Yeah. She's done a great job. So thank you, Carmelina, for your first time hosting the program. Uh, uh, thanks, guys, for this opportunity. I, you know, it's been pretty fun, pretty scary, but pretty mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> well, yeah. ne- next week when I when I come and chat to you, I want to talk about the people. Okay, so that's what we're going to chat about then. Awesome. Mm. So that will be for our next week's episode on mm. facets of faith. Join us tomorrow. We have Pastor David Maxwell on the spoken word. Um, the episode title is "The Word Restored and Ongoing." So if you'd like to join us for that. That will be on tomorrow, 9 a.m. on Tassie Encounters. Um, also, anyone out there who are still listening, thank you for joining us today. Um, I hope wherever you are and whatever you're doing, that you will be blessed and that you will draw nearer to God today. Um, this last song is Didn't I Walk on the Water by the Dunaways. As I kneel in the darkness In the middle of the night Praying for assurance Everything's gonna be alright And Lord, I see another battle It's out in front of me I'm afraid I won't be able And I'll go down in defeat And He said, do you remember where I brought you from Just take a look behind As I kneel in at how far you've come In the middle of and every time you ask me Praying to you Everything's gonna be so
father in a house that was once a home. She said, My bills are coming due, Lord, and six days is not that long. She hears a voice so soft and low. He says, I've moved like that before, and I'll do this little thing. Oh, and I'll give you some. 